0: In our hearts, the Ruts boys are now and will always be tinkerers. Whether we're tinkering with our lineups, our bedspread, or whatever else, we are always checking, analyzing, and moving things around. And that's why our rankings always need updating right as the preseason starts. So we're talking about guys who are rising, falling, moving, and shaking. We're going to a- give that all to you right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, the preseason has begun. Oh yeah! yeah. Wild, right? (laughs) All those, all those 83 man, all those 83 man rosters soon to be trimmed down and dreams shattered and all that fun stuff. The one guy that always sticks Uh, out is Victor Cruz, right? He was always that one guy that came out of nowhere, wearing number three. Yeah, and like it was cool because like they showed that that was like a key moment in the Jets' hard knocks. Well, your uh, boy
1: Nelson Aguilar had a great preseason. Yeah, who did, be, uh, forgot to show up for the regular season that year. Well, right. but you know, did return. <laughs> hey, yeah,
0: you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, what
1: an <laughs> intro for risers and fallers, yeah. though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, more on Nelson Aguilar later. He's too, a by riser the
1: way. and faller himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, we are going to be taking a look at our rankings, uh, doing some tinkering with it, as we are prone to do. And uh, we're going to just be taking Especially a look at guys Tom. who were <laughs> guys who I have are
1: no self control,
0: <laughs> guys who are rising and falling uh, in our ranks. So we're going to start with our fallers at each position, and then we're going to get to our risers. So guys who are falling down our personal ranks not reflected in the Ruts consensus ranks, our personal rankings, and then we're going to get to guys who are, who are rising up our ranks, guys that we think are maybe a little bit underrated based on where we had them uh, back when we did Rankings Month throughout the month of June. We're going to start, obviously, with quarterbacks. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you what. Let's snake it. Yeah. Okay, so I'll give my first one, and then Scott will go, and then Tom will go, and then Tom will go, go, and it'll snake back to me. So, Tom, you'll give both of yours.
1: Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, go on. Okay, <laughs> uh,
0: my first one's Sam Bradford. Okay, uh, I had him at twenty four. That was way too high. Yeah, uh, he's now down at thirty. Okay, uh, so it's. it's Very. I
1: mean, it's it. I have some guys like that that I I'm not even gonna bring up the numbers because yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. I have right. Joe
0: Flacco ahead of Sam Bradford now. I, I mean.
1: have whoever's quarterbacking the Bills ahead of Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> So that's how I feel about Sam really? Bradford. You don't remember that. Well, no, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, still. I mean, I yeah,
0: don't yeah, no. <laughs>
1: Joe Flagg. I hope he doesn't play the whole season. Are you projecting him to play the whole season?
0: No, I'm not. I don't so know then what the you bills are going to be. So for me, it's like, though. how
1: can I give him 16 games worth of anything?
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I, I understand that. Well, speaking of which, I don't think Sam Bradford's playing all 16. No, I think Rosen's going to show well, enough. If he ever has. If he, I hurts think he's going to get there. Tomorrow, and
1: tomorrow, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Right? No.
0: Absolutely. So just not a guy I want to invest in. I had him in the QB two range, which means that he would be a guy who I would be looking to draft in a two QB league, which we have now announced that we will be participating in a two QB league Can together. Go ahead three and listen
1: to that two Q B mock that we posted. Yeah, as well. that was last week yeah, as well. If you're in one of those um, leagues, that's a that's, that's a, an interesting draft. That's a, draft a very we had. informative draft. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um I'm finally over the, the rivers <laughs> space
1: so, by the way. Um, I don't think you'll ever get over it for real. <laughs> not fully. Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, Sam Bradford he's not he's not on my QB two radar. He's really not on my Q B three radar at all. I, I won't draft him unless you guys overrule me. No, I mean Again. Hey. yeah it's fine. You're not right? going to hate about that with me. No,
1: you're just, me neither. You're just uh, hating on the most accurate passer of all time. All time.
0: Well, so be it. Uh, <laughs> it was only for one season, I think. I think Breeze still has the accuracy no, record.
1: No, I mean, that's, yeah, the most yeah. in one season. Right. And obviously, you don't almost any, broke that last anyway. get any have fantasy actually broke points that. for that. So Some I'm records not it
0: are not him. as cool as others. Like the accuracy <laughs> record. Like that's like oh I got the highest percentage on the writing portion of the SAT out of all my
1: friends. Well, yeah, but who cares? That's a bad analogy. I would say (laughs) uh, (laughs) I would say Sam Bradford's a guy you want to go play the boardwalk games with, you know, because he'll. Yeah, there. he'll but knock down all three milk milk yeah, yeah, yeah. bottles and get you the, get uh, the uh, monkey the, the, the tire as yeah. it swings. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's but a like good one too. is he gonna ride the roller coasters? Is he gonna actually be fun to be with? No. no. He'll probably throw up after the tilt a whirl Yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> yeah. <call. laughs> all right, fair enough. Scotty,
0: <laughs> he'll peel after the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Scotty, we'll go to your first faller. Okay, um I'm going with Carson Wentz and it's entirely injury related. Yep. You know, so if I'm gonna draft some guy who I want season long projection for
1: that high
0: that high there's just it's i'm just not going to do it so i had to move him all the way down to 14 because that puts him as the first guy that i wouldn't draft at or that, the first guy i would draft without season-long projection basically. i get what, you know what i mean yeah the other guys ahead of him are all guys who i would rather have starting week one and forward so i can't logically rate him ahead of all the other ones you right. know what i mean right
1: yeah, and 14 games out of him anyway out of Compared to like someone like Sam Bradford, he's gonna be in the like thirteen range anyway. Right. He's not gonna be all the way down like Joe Flacco. Right. If yeah, I'm not gonna won't... give Joe Flacco a full season. I still can't bring him up. It's gonna tank someone like him. Yeah. But you exactly. see Carson Wentz, he still finished so high and he didn't play a full season. Right. right.
0: And, right. and even that I don't think is, is fully sustainable. Yeah. So you know, for those reasons, I kind of had to move him down, and yeah, I broke up with him in the uh, the dating game <laughs> right. episode, and I just think that <laughs> you job. know he's going too high, coming back from the injury. They've got foals, so they don't have to feel like they ha- they. Like need to put any amount of pressure on right. him to get back at a certain moment. They're confident in foals, just as they'd be confident in Wentz, but they don't need to be confident. Speaking in Wentz of, if at you're looking for like a streamer, I'm starting to really enjoy picking Foles in my in my mocks, you know, and just getting him in the last round, just for and, free. Yeah, just for the first three weeks and see where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah
1: at this point, that's a real reality. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tom, let's go to your first. All right, so my first one is Derek Carr. I didn't have him okay. ranked very highly, but to me, he has almost no draft day value at all.
0: Yeah, um, not to me either.
1: So he's only had three three touchdown games in the last two years. And two of them came two years ago in the season that was, quote, unquote, good. Right. So I don't know what kind Ready of—
0: 32 <laughs> touchdowns?
1: Yeah, but he—I mean, if you're looking for a fantasy—like, okay, yeah, he's consistent or whatever at that time. But if you're not going to score—if you're not going to have a, the capability of a three-touchdown game and not rush the ball whatsoever— and claim that your back was hurt all last year, all that stuff. So there's all these negatives about him. He loses Michael Crabtree, right? So right. where are these touchdown passes coming from? You, you're going to have to say that, or I'm going to have to say, that the touchdowns are going to go down to yeah. a degree. Amari Cooper can't reel anything in in the red zone. And Derek Carr just doesn't really give me any upside back there where there's other guys who have a ton of upside.
0: Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. All right, Tom. I totally agree with the you. The
1: snake stays with you. All right. Where? So how low did you say he went to in your rankings? I just, it's, it's negligible. Okay. Like, okay. I I moved him. It, it would be like swapping with like the other guys. Like, all would the way you down pick there. like, like Jameis Winston? I'd pick over McCown him. over him. No. Oh wow. Okay. okay. McCown The has deep. upside. Yeah. McCown yeah. had like five rushing touchdowns, games with three touchdown passes. three hundred yards sh- passing. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like McCown's st- free, Tom. Don't stuff- <laughs> start talking him off. Come like, on. Literally stuff that Derek Hart doesn't and has never done. Doesn't have a single rushing touchdown. Yeah. 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 So like okay. where's the upside? I know you don't need to have a rushing touchdown, but but it is nice. I mean yeah. They're they're worth a lot. Yeah. All right. Kirk Cousins. Scott broke up with him last week. Uh there's a or two weeks ago. There's a good stat that he brought out that he's never had 30 plus touchdowns. Passing. Yeah. Right. And that's like, I'm going to need that. Yeah. Granted, this guy runs for some touchdowns, right? But he is going at QB8.
0: I was going to say, like, it's not so much the talent, it's not so much the production, it's the. It's the value, the investment that you have to make in him that makes Kirk really unattractive in drafts yeah, right now. but
1: Scott did open my eyes to take the deep dive on his stats. And for that reason, I'm kind of creeping up. Uh, I think he, he's going to fall for me. He I had him at 10. Yeah. I think he's going to fall to like the 11, 12 range, where actually the 11 range, Tyrod fell to 12 for me. Oh, no. And I'm oh, put... whoa, Tyrod going down. <laughs> did he cheat on you? <laughs> and I'm going to put Matthew Stafford and Phillip Rivers squarely ahead of him. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's insane. I'm shocked
0: that you didn't have both of them ahead of them already. Clearly. I actually
1: did not. So that that's most of my ranks are pretty solidified by now. Yeah. But this is a this is a significant change. So I did want to bring it up. I think he kind of represents the end of the no man's land area for return on investment on draft day, yeah. right? So you're still spending an eighth round pick, or not eighth round pick? Uh, you know, he's the QB eight. Right. So right. You know, you're he's going around, guys. I've got some guys here. He's going around. Uh, Sanders, Trey Burton, Cobb, Nick Chubb, like guys that I have serious upside and guys yep. that I would rather pick instead of a quarterback there when I know I can wait a couple rounds, get Matthew Stafford, get Phillip Rivers anyway.
0: Right. Good point. Agreed. Yeah. Scott, QB number two. Falling my second QB one, number two. My second falling QB, you guys are going to be surprised by this one, It's Deshaun Watson. And I just thought a little. The guy more, you had one overall. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, he's gonna fall to not what, one overall. Two? One, I dropped maybe. him down to
0: five. Actually. Oh Yeah, I know, crazy. But um, <laughs> I started to think about them as a team, you know, and as a whole, and just don't think he's gonna have to do as much as he did when he came in. He had to literally throw for every all their yards. Obviously, he had to run for all their yards, get all their touchdowns. He was responsible for literally their entire offense, and I think that. This year, they're going to be in a better position where they're not always having to throw. They're not always behind in games. He has to do heroic type of things where he can just be more manage the game a little more, where he doesn't have to put his body on the line and all those types of things. So, for those reasons, I think that you know, I I just think Houston's in a much better standing than they were last year, where they can put him in a position to be not as reckless. I feel like the coaching staff wants him to be more of a game manager now.
1: Yeah, of course he's not unattractive to you though like you still think he's i moved a him great to, to fifth to five yeah right? so, so it's important so. to reiterate that that like once deshaun watson has an amazing game i don't want anyone texting and tweeting at you right
0: ahead. yeah because i'm the leader of the bandwagon yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: you're still up there i think yeah. i've got him at five as well yeah um and the funny thing was to bounce off what i just said is like uh, Gillisley had that three touchdown week in week one. Right. And we got a bunch of hate from uh, one guy in particular. Right. And I'm like, dude, I didn't tell you to drop Gillisley. Right. I just said, like, <laughs> he's not going to be all that. And right. It's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You, you know, you look over the exposure. <laughs> I can't wait
0: for this, by the way. Well, I mean, I'm just You're saying, you look over starts. the exposure. Or, I got some good stats. You uh, look on over the exposure of
1: the season, and Gillisley was a non-factor. Week one was like the biggest. Thing he'll ever do, yeah. All right, he Jonas grade out there, yeah, <laughs>
0: big time. Yeah. He's now a Jonas brother. <laughs> uh, my second quarterback, who's falling, is Andy Dalton. I had him at nineteen, which was in the you know QB two range. Oh, yeah, he's at twenty seven now. Yeah, he needed um, to drop. He, he's not. I like. it. He's not. He's got a cap though. Like he he's got a ceiling. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're gonna want to get Mix involved. They're gonna want to keep Bernard involved. Like he's. Really, only got a great rapport with AJ Green and Tyler Eifert when he's able to stay out there. You know, the, the, like the, and, Croft, Croft the and you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what they get out of John Ross. But I'm inter- I'm just not as interested in Danny Dalton as I used to be. He used to be a guy like who would fly under the radar and be like my second QB in a two QB league. He, I'm not viewing him like that anymore. He's going to maybe be my third, right? That I draft.
1: I mean, last year he was pretty much going undrafted. Uh, he was a guy I was taking in the last rounds a lot. He yeah. burned me early, which was really funny. I mean, I had a game where I lost by negative or by like he got me negative two, and I lost by one. Yeah, so, so you could literally not no, no a quarterback. quarterback in the app that I could have played <laughs> but Andy Dalton that would have lost me the game, and I played it.
0: You should have went with your boy Gino. <laughs> <laughs> would have gotten win. Such a vicious game we play. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, running backs. Who's going first? I can hate on some. Tom, let if you need it. <laughs> All right, so the joker that I'm starting to uh, feel less than good about is Ronald Jones. Oh, oh man. I like him just fine. Don't get right. me wrong, but he's got to move down for me a little bit. He's in that area of like these these draft day-wise. It's like he's in that cluster of rookies. He's right next to uh, – He's right next to Sonny Michelle. He's right next to Royce Freeman. These guys. Right? They have Penny, they have chances to be three down backs. Right. And so does he, but I don't see how that exactly is gonna pan out with Jameis Winston suspended, right? Yeah. So they're gonna have all these teams working in practice. They're gonna have a team with Jameis, they're gonna have a team with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're gonna have the third down backs going, like Charles Sims, all that. Too much going on. Peyton this Barber. Is, this is perfect for Charles Sims because yeah. he's gonna need to be that like relief valve that they're used to. Yeah. I don't know how you build a week or a three-down back and get a new quarterback in week four. Right. Exactly. So it's it's tough to say that he has the same uh, ceiling as those other guys without scoring a ton of touchdowns. Right. And when you talk about a ton of touchdowns, don't mean to just – Jump back on the Royce Freeman bandwagon, but right. that's the touchdown guy right, right. there. Yeah. Sony Michel's the gadget; he's like the do it all, right. but he's on a he's in a weird space. So and Penny as well could yeah. be if there's and you Penny's know if their line improves at Penny's, all. Penny's Penny's in for a big workload, so I think that is one of the biggest detractors from him, and kind of slides him to the bottom of that category for me. Yeah.
0: Okay, Scott, your first uh, falling running back is going to be Kareem Hunt, mm. guys. I kind of I I feel like with our discussions about him in the past few weeks, I felt like this was coming. Yeah, yeah, and you know the gap of touchdowns really the is nine nine long nine long weeks without a touchdown, <laughs> which is just absolutely terrifying. Um, also, the head or the head coach of the Bears now was the reason that he Matt came Nagy. back. You know yeah. that's that was his revitalization. I don't think Reed was to attach to him, and now that he has wear, they also got Damian Williams from the uh, Dolphins, who's going to be a pass-catching oh, type yeah. of back. And
1: they also have Kerwin Williams. Okay, mm-hmm. ask
0: how, ask now. I just don't see he's, there's any way he sees this, the snap share that he got. He was like top five in the league in carries last year, and I just really don't think that that is going to be attainable for Especially him. Especially in a rookie year. Like That's a surefire way to just grind your young stud running back into a pulp before he reaches his potential.
1: Yeah, they had to feed his ass. Yeah, they you know, they, they so, had to. You know, yeah. they didn't
0: really have a choice. This year, I think that they'll have a choice to at least give him some breathers, and then you start to think about their offense and who, how he'll get the ball in the pass game is probably through screens. But they have like the best screen receiver and the best screen tight end in yeah. the league. So for those reasons, I think that the short passing game could be a little le- little diminished for him yeah. and his carries. So and when I'm you bring out
1: ADP into it. I mean, the guys going around him are obviously.
0: I moved I, I had him at five, you know, I was huge on him at the beginning. I moved him all the way down to twelve. So there's a lot of guys that I think have a higher ceiling than he does. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It the only thing I might just throw in there just to kind of give another thought is, you know, if Mahomes doesn't quite pan out and they need him to manage more game, that does get that does sound like it's gonna mean more opportunities for Kareem Hunt. But again, we don't know a whole lot about what this Chiefs' offense is going to look like yet. No. And because of that, Kareem Hunt actually fell in my ranks too. But I knew that you wanted to talk about him, so I didn't want to. I was on your first feet. to the uh, to the group meal. I, had, yeah. I had already disrespected him, <laughs> him enough from yeah. the from
1: the initial ranking. <laughs> right.
0: All righty. I'm taking a page out of Scotts Fallers' book because Jordan Howard's one of my falling running backs, and I'm not saying that I hate Jordan Howard now. You hate him. All I'm saying is he he I'm was pissed. at 11 for me, and he dropped to 15. Whoa. I used to see him as a guy that you could ball back on as your rb1 and maybe like if he fell in the draft and you went wide receiver wide receiver that's kind of not how i view him now i kind of feel like if i get jordan howard i'm going to want another running back in my starting lineup with him that i think is going to have a better ceiling for him because you know we do like everybody on the bears and the running first running back on that offense might fall to the wayside if. If Trubisky starts running hot in the pass game, or if they have to catch up, it might be Cohen out of the backfield alone. And so, because of that, I think that there was a cap. uh, There's a cap on Howard's production that I didn't quite see in our rankings in in June, but it's kind of creeping into the back of my mind now.
1: I'm actually starting to like him a little bit more is a funny yeah. thing. But, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, he's not going to have those passing opportunities, as you mentioned. I mean, Tariq Cohen's really going to take over with that. Matt Nagy, who Scott brought up, um, has really been interested in Tariq Cohen. You see how right. what he did with Tyreek Hill and how similar those two names are right. and how similar they play. Yeah. <laughs> Each one, when they get the ball – it's trouble for oh, everyone. Yeah. So they're going to involve him in a lot of ways. I think that could take some of the receiving yards away from Jordan Howard for because sure. he does have receiving yards, but he also drops the ball, is inconsistent. I mean, he's right. not a good receiver. So when you're looking toward standard, he gets a little bit of a boost. Yeah, for and sure. And I think you're seeing that in the ADP of like mock drafts and all these places now that uh, PPR formats are the – the standard right quote, unquote yeah he is falling on draft day and if you're playing in a standard league you can kind of take advantage of that
0: sure yeah for sure i agree with you i think he is kind of a guy that people can start to take advantage of because everyone is falling in love with the reception totals you know this guy still has had 1200 total yards and at least eight touchdowns in the only two years he's ever been in the nfl on an offense that everyone said was inept for the last two years under john Fox. i hated watching the bears now they the get a total years. revamp with a new coach who you know basically made the Chiefs offense one of the best in the NFL, and Jordan Howard gets to be the lead dog. And that I think that's something yeah. that people are glancing over, which is great for us. Yeah, sure. Um, do, I wanna, do you guys want me to give my second, or you want to just go back around the horn and go to Tom's second? Go ahead, Tom.
1: All right. My second one, it's really easy. It's James White. My, my second one's boring. So wow. wow. James White's one of our boys.
0: Yeah. I love James White. I'm interested. I I'm drafted, interested to hear this. I
1: drafted James White before he had a sticker. In the in the draft board, right? You actually drew drew him. It almost
0: looked like um. when you had your MySpace profile. The now online icon. That's (laughs) what it looked like. It was
1: like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A silhouette. Thank you. Yeah, that was money. That's (laughs) a silhouette. (laughs) S I L O, no H.
0: S I H L O U S I L H O U
1: E T T E. Whatever, Don. Anyway. Check right.
0: my spelling. Let us know on RutsFF. Uh,
1: James White. Yeah, I lo- we love the guy. Um, he, I still
0: do. I, I get him in every mock draft. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have him in my Dynasty League. Tom Brady has his trust in him. These are all great things, right? But they paid Rex Burkhead. They went out and drafted Sony Michelle. And I think the battle is really going to rage on between those two guys. Yeah. And then if they keep. Um, Well, we might know that by now, but if they keep Jeremy Hill and Mike Gillisley or one or the other, then those guys are going to vie for the goal line. Right. So in a best case scenario, James White is going to be one of those Patriots running backs who's just unpredictable. Oh, yeah. And granted, he's great in the red zone. He's great at catching the ball, but they have... Only players who are good at those things. I know.
0: <laughs> Let me just add this: Boatloads if, loads of them. <laughs> and if
1: you check out the Tom Hillier's "Hills I'm Willing to Die On," which has been published now, oh baby, oh, yeah. you'll see that the the goal line efficiency of all these guys is through the roof. The catching ability of all these guys is through the roof. Yeah. And Sony Michelle, I mean, I'm just, now I'm getting off target, but James White, right. I mean, he's just another one of those guys. He's
0: going to be the odd man out. You the can only,
1: take the, the Sony Michelle hate that I was doling out in that article and apply it right to James White as well.
0: The only thing I'm going to say is we said all of this about James White last year, and he was still in RB2 and full point PPR. That's yeah, the, So he, I think you're right. Standard he, half PPR, he's definitely falling. But full-point PPR, I really think you can carve out a nice value for him. Well, here's sta- the first four he weeks. He's stuck
1: around this whole time. The biggest problem, though, is, yeah, he finishes well, right? But that's because he started out super hot. If you were using him down the stretch, he you would got frozen. no points at yeah. all. It was all Rex Burkhead. Yeah. And so, if the
0: Patriots get back to the Super Bowl, you have to play him in your dailies. Yeah, I mean,
1: when, they're in, they're, when their backs are against the wall, James White's the guy to go yeah. to, sure. But how often are their backs against the wall?
0: Not often. Not often enough.
1: So they're going to keep Come the Come back, Tom Brady's fun. They're going right. to keep the rotation going. Yeah.
0: All right, Scotty, your second falling running back.
1: My second faller is
0: LaShawn McCoy. I had him up at seven. I thought that was a little too high, so I dropped him down to 11. And I'm just scared of really the offense and team in general. I just think they're going to be so bad, right? So I think Shady is only going to be – he'll be saved in PPR where he'll probably catch four to five passes every game and just bail you out with that baseline. But, you know, he's – It's just going to be all volume, and I don't think he's going to score enough touchdowns, even with that volume, to be someone who is this dominant running back that we've been counting on. Like He's coming off in the third round right now, and it's a little more risky than than we've been projecting it, so I I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah,
1: Yeah. absolutely. People are hating him all over the place, Um, and if he does fall enough then I know you and I and Don are interested. Yeah, yeah but for sure. the point is is that...
0: We drafted him in the third round of one of our mocks. And I think that summer. that's still fair for him, but it's not without its risk. Yeah, yeah of
1: course. And people, um, you know, once the hate goes out, you know, people take it at face value a lot of the time. And then that's when you start to get actual value in the draft, right? So if he's going to fall, I'm going to take advantage of it. LaShawn McCoy, third most red zone targets among running backs last year. Right. So that's going to be the thing that's going to bail him out. They don't really have... a. You know they have Kelvin Benjamin, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, Zay Jones non-factor. C- Charles Clay often hurt, so yep. he's going to bail himself out on PPR, like you said. And the sporadic touchdowns—he yeah. sometimes has big games, but touchdowns have not always been so reliable for him right. either. He's had teams where, or seasons where, on different teams. So there was just—he's got huge totals and very low totals. And I
0: looked at my rankings, and there were guys like you know, like Melvin Gordon and exactly. Jordan Howard and Christian McCaffrey, who both have, who have high. You know, McCaffrey has such a high reception ceiling, but those guys have much higher touchdown ceilings, I think, even than McCoy. Well, yeah, if uh, even just wait on
1: wait on the McCaffrey stuff. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Sounds good. Um, (laughs)
0: My second falling running back is Marlon Mack. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a committee in Indy. Andrew Luck is back and he looks like he's going to be playing throughout the preseason, starting week one. Like when he's out there, like it's his team. Like they throw the ball, they throw the ball, they run the ball. Maybe if his arm gets tired, but I just don't see that there's going to be a lot for Marlon Mack to get, especially when he's not the only right. running back in town. Yeah. Robert Turbin's going to serve a suspension the first few weeks of the season, but they've also got Naheem Hines, who Tom, you've been all over since the draft episode, right. and so, Wilkins as well. And, yeah, so I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried about Marlon Mack. I had him at 30. He's down at 36. You know. There. Don't draft him as your RB three. Get him as a you know a flex Maybe consideration, a upside bench pick. Yeah, that's I mean, it.
1: Obviously, there's some uh, there's some risk built yeah. in. So yeah, like, yeah, no if doubt. you've got some more consistent things already in your lineup, then you can go ahead and take a risk on Marlon Mack. But right. it of course is a risk. Uh, Colts offense only has one 1,000 yard rusher under Andrew Luck's tenure, and it's right. Frank Gore with the show. You know, yeah. So it's like. Is he even close to Frank Gore, you know, a few years younger? Right. Probably not. Yeah. And is he going to split the totals much more than Frank Gore? Probably yes. Yeah. So he, for sure. he's capped out. Um, he did score some big plays and do that. but Jimmy- Another
0: thing to add fuel to him seeing maybe a diluted touch share with the other running backs is that the offensive coordinator for the Eagles is now the coach of. Indy so he saw firsthand how using multiple running backs multiple situations could be to your benefit and he also saw how having a really good quarterback that can throw vertically down the (laughs) field really well like Andrew Luck is important so I'm with you I think Andrew Luck's gonna be throwing a lot all right Scotty you're gonna start us with our falling wide receivers all right I'm going with Allen Robinson um, coming off an ACL tear, which you guys know that I'm uh, a proponent of, you know, I'm a believer you're, in those guys. But oh, I was going to say, it's you're still
1: recovering from one yourself.
0: Exactly. So it's so I know it's not without its difficulties.
1: <laughs> First hit,
0: and he's had an inconsistent career. You know, people like forget to mention that. Like he had a great one great year with Blake Bortles. He also had a year where he was completely healthy and bad, not startable, and you know, drafted high and was a huge bust. Also, we still have absolutely no idea if Mitch Trubisky can throw to the outside of the field or deep down the field. We Which is didn't, Where oh yeah. Alan
1: Robinson butter. Which is at.
0: literally the only thing that Alan Robinson does. Right, and we still we haven't seen that from Trubisky at all in his career. He had a thirty-seven percent deep completion percentage last year, which was actually not too bad. But he also had the least amount of attempts of attempts of that distance by a long shot, by like thirty or forty attempts. You know, so
1: pick which one you want. Well, he also didn't start until week
0: five. Or week six, right? I mean, right.
1: how many quarterbacks didn't play a full season, though? Like? Right. Very so true, many. very true. Literally most.
0: And he, they, he, was, uh, he was 32nd in deep attempts last yeah. year. So, like, they, they weren't even trying to how do How many it. teams are there again? 32. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now, Allen Robinson, you're going to tell me he's going off in the fourth and fifth rounds with all this negativity surrounding him. He's dropping too far for me. I had him up too high. I had him at 23. I dropped him down to 30.
1: Like, wow. Wow, that's that's, that's a deep. steep drop. It's a steep drop.
0: But and I started looking at the but guys and all you know, like, though, like he's am I, finished
1: there before though, but yeah. he's also finished up where he's going. So I think the moral of the story is really higher like, than where he's going. You're even. paying for you know, it all going correctly.
0: You all of it going correctly maybe nets you the one year he had with Blake Bortles. Maybe yeah. he gets that production. If not, then it's only gonna be lower than that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Tom, your first wide out.
1: Okay. So uh for me. I am going to. We're still on fallers, right? Yeah, we're still falling. <laughs> All right. We're still. We're like that one part in nice Ragnarok
0: where Loki comes back and he's like, I've been falling for 30 <laughs> minutes. That's a um, terrible Tom Hiddleston.
1: Yeah, we should have uh, transitioned to me when we were talking about the Eagles because I am going to fall a little bit on my boy Alshon Jeffrey Whoa. here. Hmm. I'm going to drop him not so far. He, I had him at like 16, 17, depending on where you want to. Have our last update once I moved Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Up. Yeah. Uh, Where gonna he move, belongs. I'm going to move him back down a little bit. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey last year played 16 games, but that's rare for him, right? Very. And in 16 games, he only amassed 789 yards and zero 100 yard games. Yep. Zero of them. So if he doesn't score, he's pretty much putting out a middling performance, kind of a stinker. And last year, I was really hyped on him. Uh, that's why the woe comes from Scott. Yep. But I mean, In a lot of ways, him going right and me being hyped on him, I got a little lucky, right? Yeah. yeah. Because he scored a lot of touchdowns and that bailed him out. But
0: everybody did in that offense.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, granted, that's what I was hoping that I would see because he's the big guy, all that stuff. But um, now he's expensive. His ADP shows it. And last year he was falling and falling and falling. And we can't forget that he usually doesn't play 16 games. So when you look at his draft stock this year, uh, I prefer his ADP last year. He's going right around where Allen
0: Robinson's going, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's... He's ranked right around here, right? So like when you project it out, he's going in that third round area yeah. with those guys. And third, to me, fourth. that's actually kinda of like a little bit of a dead zone of the draft. Yeah. He's going right around Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um A lot of guys
0: where the where the Ruts boys start scrolling down. Amari Cooper, Josh Gordon.
1: Definitely a place where I would love to see see Gronk fall to Aaron oh, Rodgers yeah. fall to just to like sort of bail me out. In this uh I think it's a little bit of a dead zone. Yeah. And, I, and we've we've found dead zones before and exploited them. So yeah. Oh, yeah. no worries of if course. you wind up there. Yeah, it's right? okay. We'll find a way. All right. Yeah, but for me, you know, a, a wide receiver I'm building my team around, they they gotta have a hundred yard upside. For sure. In and a year the where least. the team wins the super bowl.
0: And and he doesn't even <laughs> have a, a really close to a double digit target upside a lot either because of with how much the ball spread. Yeah. yeah. All right. My first one, Bob Woods. I had him at 31. Everyone calls him that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robert Woods. Uh, he is, to me, he's the only wide receiver on the Rams that is not dynamic at something. Cooks, dynamic down the downfield runner, can blow by anybody, right. can break op- open the top of any coverage. Cooper Cup, fantastic in the red zone, fantastic in the slot. Robert Woods is kind of just like, he's pretty good at everything. But we talked about it. The Rams have a very difficult pass schedule. Yeah. He runs really hard. He yeah. runs really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's great. 110% guy, no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Yeah, all But hard. I agree with but. you. I think he'll give them a lot of everything, but it won't amount to much I really anything. think Robert Woods' performance is going to be the same as it was last year, where he has some weeks where he's their featured receiver because they think that they can use him in a certain way. That's going to give them an advantage. But then there's going to be other weeks where he has like four or five targets and yeah. and that can really tank you and he was being drafted where i had him he was like a fringe wide receiver three flex consideration and and that's just not somewhere where i see him ending up by the end of this season right
1: it's fair no one there's not so many robert woods truthers out there so i think you're safe with that yeah. one yeah. i was trying to be yeah. one in june but <laughs> yeah. now i'm kind of like yeah you're right
0: tempering expectation yeah. especially after the big cooks uh signing but yeah will yeah. also get to him the later money is is, get your money. is
1: big on that one and uh we're all cooper cup yeah. fans here the moscow meal fan Mule. of the show Oh yeah. dm more us. on
0: that next week by the way <laughs> um scotty let's go to your second falling wide receiver uh marquise lee someone who, who I've been big on but I'm also starting to think a little more into it um, I moved him from 25 down to 31. Um, it's not like he was really that dominant as a top dog last year he was just like pretty good you know he was another guy who really didn't have a lot of hundred yard games you know nothing to really blow the top off but what really scared me was he was basically in a target split fully with Dede Westbrook the minute that he came back. And now with a full off season, with him in there, also with DJ Shark and also with Dante Moncrief, it seems as though they're kind of letting it play out yeah. and see who wins the job. And for that reason, I don't think that Marquise Lee is the the target hog that I thought he was going to be at the beginning of the of the off season. So that's why I'm moving him down.
1: I like it. Yeah, and they're loading up. Yeah, they really are. They, they have they have so many yeah. people. I feel in like in the, the Jags the are very team. much like trying to keep together
0: that young core on their defense. And so they didn't really spend a whole lot of time on their offense. They basically just monitored Leonard Fournette's offseason training a little bit better so that they can continue to feed him the way that they did his rookie year, uh, which also would mean less targets for Marquise right. Lee. right? Uh, so that's, I think, and that's if, the perfect if call. they're in a complete split, you know, and you believe in the offense at all, why wouldn't you take Westbrook at a full yeah. four rounds after Marquise Lee? Right. Tom, your second wide receiver who's falling.
1: Yeah, I didn't fall that much, but I already hated on him. I'm going to hate on him again. Um, he can bite me for this one, though, and that's Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree, I have him at 30, um, and I'm slipping him down to 33. Even. I'm going to put Sammy Watkins ahead of him, and I'm going to put uh, Corey Davis ahead of him. I think both those guys, in where they're at and how things are lining up for them, right. just line up a lot better than Michael Crabtree. I know he's like the pseudo one. I'm hating on the Ravens a lot today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, not surprised. Well,. <laughs> i mean i'm just saying i do i do also have this baked in here's a ravens compliment i like willie sneed i think willie sneed closes the gap between the one and the two in that offense considerably right so i think that with crabtree getting a little disrespected it's also because i respect um the need willie for Snead. yeah i yeah. have the need yeah and john brown if he stays healthy he can be a really cool piece of that offense he can be like the mike wallace piece that was right and now when I'm complimenting, you know, a three receiver offense saying that they can do it all, it's it's gonna dilute the shares. Yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. oh, yeah. So that's just all I gotta say. Flacco will always throw a pick in the crunch time and uh <laughs> Michael <Crabtree. laughs> Or draw a PI yeah, at the and Michael Crabtree can't get in the way he as much as he much, wants. He can't do as much as he used to be able to. No. Big
0: big upside for Crabtree, though, they don't play the Rams, so he doesn't see a keep to lead this year. That's unfortunate. That's huge for his suspension
1: yeah but they we like put a celebrity boxing match on that would be so amazing honestly you
0: could watch michael crabtree and Akeem talib play like a game of jenga and they'd probably find a way to get in a fight over that too
1: that would be funny i would, um, I would watch that
0: speaking of former raiders and bringing up a quarterback that tom had falling one of my second falling wide receiver zamari cooper i had him at 17 that's way too high 24 reasonable the first wide receiver three off the board range kind of thing right where you know i just think that he is He's got great upside if you can get him as your third wide receiver, but I will not have him as my second wide receiver. That's just too pricey. Yep. He's going. His ADP is still too high based on what he gave you last year. We just talked about it. The dude cannot catch in the red zone. No. He does a great job getting the Raiders down there, sure, but he just can't get down there. Lost season last year. We really don't know what we're going to get from the Raiders other than the fact that they're paying their coach $100 million over the next 10 years, Yeah, and he still hasn't talked to his best defensive player. <laughs> As of this recording, uh, so just not a great, not a great move for the Raiders. Right. Um, we're going to go to tight ends. We only did one of each of these. Uh, my faller is Cameron Brait, uh, from 11 down to 15. Cam Brate losing Jameis Winston for the first three weeks of the season. We've still Good got OJ here. Howard. We've still got Chris Godwin. We've still got Deshaun Jackson. We've still right. got Mike Evans. Ronald Jones looks to be a factor out of the passing
1: game. There's a lot of the no Jameis Winston's big. Yeah. No Jameis is huge. Yeah. You see when Jameis came back last year immediate sparks flew between the two once oh, yeah. again and right. right now there's not gonna be any sparks to start off the season yep. who's next i'll go, go uh, i'm gonna ride or i'm gonna fall oh Sorry. we're still I falling could, still know, falling just a little further well the reason that i got tripped up on this uh particular gentleman was because i was so hyped up about him last year right and it seemed that i was right week one and i was basking in my glory but and I'll say who he is. I know I haven't yet. If I think you strike I know who it that is. week one from the record. This was his uh, stat line. 47 catches, 398 yards and two touchdowns over the whole season. If you strike week one from the record, so I'd right. say 15 games, that's pretty bad. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not, you know, not very good. A, it's not someone that you're going to run with for the whole season. Right? Right, right. So maybe a streamer in the right matchup and that's about it. And that man's name is Austin Hooper. Yeah. Uh, you know, they need help in the red zone. They didn't want to give it to give him the, those options. It seemed like it worked in Week One when he was, actually he was, 88 yard reception, yeah, all that stuff. Right. Uh, so it wasn't quite the red zone, but I think he could have been used there. It just seems like they're not going to. And uh, for me, that stat line is too low to get excited about. And yeah. there's just other guys I'm willing to uh, shift my focus. The Falcons there. love
0: yeah. using their running backs in the red zone. That's they what always have. And e- even the receivers have it's- have trouble in there, Even too. the
1: running backs are receivers in the red zone. Yeah. Too, and that's really...
0: Yep. All righty. Scotty? Evan Ingram, guys. Yep. I only dropped him from seven to nine, but it's basically reiterating what we've said. Um, I think they're going to just run the ball a lot more this year, too, and lean on Saquon and with him involved in, in the passing game as well as more carries and, and whatnot. Uh it's just going to mean less targets for Ingram who had a really a, a miracle season and everything aligning for him to have some, have a great year last year. Right. Yeah,
1: I mean, no argument from us with that one. The stars aligned for him and he became one. Yep. yep.
0: All right. Uh, let's go to our risers now ending on a positive note. Yay. We've got two quarterbacks, two <laughs> running backs, two wide receivers Yay. and a tight end each. Uh, we'll start with quarterbacks and I will start Cam Newton going from number 10 to number five. Uh, Scott, that, that, reel of his finishes as a qb1 right. that you read off really just stuck with me from our first rankings episode and even then he was kind of dog-eared as a guy where i was like he's gonna rise in my ranks right. when i take another look at these and so so i would rather have him over carson wentz i'd rather have him over to sean watson cam doesn't miss a lot of games no you know he's he's, he's there he's made of steel he's 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 the man of steel he is the man of steel exactly so you know i'm buying in i think the falcons did or the falcons i think the panthers did a really (laughs) good job of um of building putting more pieces around him that he can use i think the falcons did a really great job of letting their best pass rusher go so cam is gonna light up the falcons this year uh, to kind of try (laughs) to cover up my mistake a little bit there uh but yeah cam's one of my risers i'm I'm excited to probably get him to probably reach for him somewhere this season. I like that. I think he's a, a great quarterback. too. He's a great guy. For. And that video of him getting the 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 chicken from one of the fans at practice and <laughs> sharing it with the quarterback group was was very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Cam's a great training camp guy. Yeah, because yeah. he loves to entertain the he's fans. He's just awesome. Scotty, your rising quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan. This wouldn't won't come Speaking as much of, of, a, of a surprise to you guys. I don't think, but uh, he's made a career of steady play. With insane upside, you know, that, and that's what, kind of what you're chasing, that those crazy games where Julio has 200 receiving yards and you're just attached to that. And or, that's
1: the thing with, like, the guys that I was hating on, right. is they don't have that.
0: Right, they don't have those, those guys that you can just, like, ride to and absolute Matt glory. Ryan's you can throw a, a little screen to Tevin Coleman and he can take it 70 yards to the house or something like that, but... You're getting a really good player on a really good team. So I had to, I moved him above of Stafford, Jimmy G, Alex Smith, and Wentz because of consistency combined with just he has more consistency than them and a higher upside. Yeah. So why not? And don't forget, you know, two years ago, he was QB three. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's and proven QB he's a majority. Of yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Tom,
0: your first rising quarterback.
1: My first rising quarterback. It shouldn't be a surprise if you looked at our ranks when we pub, well, when we talked about them, and then if you just listened to me ever since. Right. It's uh, Alex Smith. Yep, I had him at seventeen. I moved him up around to a Smitty. <laughs> I moved Woo! him up to fourteen. I think the 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 struggle in the beginning was I don't know who he's going to be passing it to. Right, but the thing is is I don't know how much that really matters to me, right? Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be a clear, pretty picture for him to work it out. He's a really great rusher. He doesn't get enough credit for that. Nope. And I love to give everyone credit for that. Mm-hmm. So once I really sat down and looked at his rushing stats and put that into perspective, I had to move him up. To me, he's still not really a QB1. He's a fringe guy. Right. Um, of course, he had that great last year. But, you know, if you listen to me on some of the other episodes, talk about how he's in that run pass offense, the RPO system. Right. Um, and he's really. Like, you know, he's a cerebral guy, so that that really works for him. With the Washington Redskins, it's not going to be such a perfect fit, I don't think. It's yeah. not going to be like, oh, we have this system that we've designed around our quarterback that we've had and on our team for so long. Right, he's yeah. Like, he's brand new. He's much different than Kirk yeah, Cousins. Yeah, and the the, the the quarterback room there is weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they hated Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I'm sure they'll learn to hate Alex Smith for no <laughs> they'll reason. They'll find a way. <laughs> uh, so. 14, I think, is nice for him. I'm yeah. putting a little bit more respect on his name. I'm warming up to him. Two quarterback leagues, a great guy to go after.
0: Agreed. My second rising quarterback, the player who has risen the most out of any position. And it's an obvious choice, but somebody had to make it. Agreed. So it might as well be me. Andrew Luck. Took the easy way out. We got to get down <laughs> the easy ones, though. <laughs> going, from, going from 25 up to 11. Uh, still too low. Maybe, but still, do you still a remember how too. he played last year? because i do he didn't play i was gonna say no so there's a rust factor involved here and a bad shoulder so like i'm not fully ready to say he's a guy who can draft as your qb1 and leave him in the lineup all year if you want to take the risk that's fine but you need to understand the risk and that's why i have him at qb11 which is right where he's going anyway
1: right yeah but so like where you're drafting qb11 let's say you're in a 10-man league and everyone's got one quarterback ready yeah you don't he's by you know math he's not gonna be someone you have to start every he could week. be the right. pick
0: that swings leagues this yeah, year. yeah and i thought he sure. was
1: that last year and i picked yep. him all over the place and it, you know what he was still falling so low that it didn't even hurt me and he's even lower right now so i'm it's ready, worth to, the risk I'm risk ready again, to do right? it again i have no issue yeah. with it Andrew i will walk. take that risk at QB least once
0: qb6 i have him at qb7 three That's of the last no. four years he's played a full season qb5 he's been in the top four i think oh. it was three of the last four years even better which so is upside obviously that you're not going to get from anyone else. Down there. Especially there you go. Down
1: there. Yeah. And let's be honest, you draft him, it doesn't work out. He's in that range with that draft capital that go ahead. Yeah. cut him. Yeah. Get somebody else. Yeah. Play streaming quarterbacks, leave him on your bench, yeah. do whatever you got to do.
0: Scotty. Sure. Um if you guys had to sum up how you thought Dak Prescott played last season, what would you say? What would you say?
1: Not great. Good then really, really, really bad.
0: Right. But he, what would I what if I told you he was still a QB one last year?
1: That's because he played good in the beginning. Right. Really, he, really, he, really had he had negative a negative good- week. <laughs>
0: but my point is that he was horrible last year. As bad as it could get at points. And he was still a QB one, had horrible, you know, obviously offensive line issues, Zeke issues a whole myriad of other issues organizational issues Tyron all these Smith problems hurt. now now he comes in with all these new guys but it seems like they have this kind of just do your job mentality and let dak kind of manipulate it and spread it around which seems like that's what he likes to do and He's throw those short quick passes to show it right and this is it for him, exactly. This is the time for him to show out. I think he's going to run more than he's ever had to this year because of the the weak receiving ability that they may show throughout the year. And that's just money for him. And uh, yeah, so that's that's really all I got, yeah, guys.
1: Not to mention he does have that rushing upside. So a guy who's... You know, in those deep rounds who does have upside like right, that. Yeah. And that's why, once again, I'll always stick up for the guys that do yeah. and poo-poo the guys that don't because yep. it's worth a disproportionate amount of fantasy points. Oh, it yeah. just truly is.
0: Uh, Tom, we're going to go to you for your second quarterback, and then we're going to start with you for running backs.
1: Okay, so that's what you're tapping me on the shoulder for. Yes, right? it was. No <laughs> clue. All right. My second quarterback that I am rising on is Blake Bortles. Oh, yes. Uh, once again, oh, if you yeah. ju- all you had to do was listen to the podcast. You know I was rising on Blake Bortles. Right. I, you know, we like him as a podcast, but I had him at 22 and I know too that low. that's just too low. It's too low. So really what's the, it's going to come down to is I'm going to, you know, break the hearts of some of the guys that I've always liked, but I'm going to slide these guys up who have, I've used, I've right. used Blake Bortles way more than some of the guys I have in front of them. Yeah. And I'm really, really, really warming up to Dede Westbrook as a big option. I'm liking to take him at the end of drafts. Yeah. And they have a rapport. They wanted to get him the ball. They had plays called for the guy. Yep. And you can't just buy that at a free price everywhere else. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. Additionally, we've talked about it before, they have the best schedule in terms of strength of schedule if you look at that metric. Too seriously, it could burn you. But we're talking about how but these teams— But it's a good start. It it's is. It's a good place to how, start How, the how these teams— were last year and how they would project out this year if right, all, yeah. all things remain the same. And the Jaguars are the kings of those categories. Quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, you name it. If it, afflict, if it affects Blake Bortles, it's, it's positive for them. Uh-huh. So who am I to say that a guy that I wouldn't stream in a perfectly good matchup shouldn't be ranked high if he only has perfectly good matchups? Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Preaching to the choir, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Tom, your first running
1: back. My first running back, who should I save the good one?
0: Yes. Yeah. Always save the good one.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go with the good one because now. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you even ask? Well, they're both good ones. That's why. Of course. So I'll go with the less good one, and that's Duke Johnson. He rocks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's not as good as this next guy. Duke Johnson. (laughs) Was the 48th leading receiver in the NFL in all positions.
0: Receiver. Awesome.
1: So I know that's pretty crazy. 74 catches or something like that, I believe. I do not have it handy, but it doesn't really matter all that much because he had a 1,000 all-purpose yards when you consider it. And that puts him, let's forget about that 48th number, that puts him 33rd in the NFL in all-purpose yards. Just four yards behind? Take a guess.
0: Uh, Z. Larry Fitch. Nope, not Larry Fitchell. That was bad. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey,
1: Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow. wow, Alshon had 789 yards. Don, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All-purpose yards.
1: Duke Johnson finished within four yards of Travis Kelsey. It's crazy. Travis Kelsey not prolific in the red zone. Duke Johnson and him had similar touchdown numbers. You get to play Travis Kelsey at the running back position. That's pretty good. Can yeah. I interest you in that? Yeah, just- I'm interested. Or but at the flex. How, Either way. But, uh, what I'm saying is the running back position is yeah. scarce. It, you and get there's that, a lot of talk that right, the Browns yeah. are going to line him up at receiver this that year. They, and they do. You yeah, get to all use better. him as a rec- He's a receiver that you get to use at running back who also gets some carries. Right. Yeah,
0: who also gets you a couple throw-in yards, maybe rushing yep. touchdowns. And they
1: just paid him, so his role is safe as that third down back. Yep. Um, Tyrod Taylor, we talk about how LaShawn McCoy had opportunities in the red zone and just receiving in general. Tyrod Taylor's his quarterback now. Yeah. So – and there's a lot to like about Duke Johnson, and he's going way late, too late for those fine, 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 fine numbers. Oh, right, yeah,
0: agreed. He's going way too late. My first running back, riser, Christian McCaffrey. I traded him and Jordan Howard. So Howard went from 11 down to 15. I didn't even see that you had McCaffrey. My Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> All right,
1: I'll tell you what. I got, I got, Let's just have a stat off.
0: I have a third. Well, you no, want to just get just that, my third no, instead just, of Chris McCaffrey? Well,
1: let's join hands and let's. You can mention your guy honorably. Well, we'll yeah. have a,
0: With him, I'm falling for the puff pieces. Ron Rivera said he might get 200 carries. He might get 100 targets. I you're mean, just
1: seeing the Instagram photos of his biceps. Yeah, he's that. looking shredded. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm falling for it. I'm falling for all of it. I I will have him as my RB one in the league. I'm just not sure which one yet. Um, I'm in on this guy.
1: All right, I'll I'll just give after some,
0: not being in on him last year and getting burned for it. I'll K- give heroes. you some
1: quick. Uh, fire stats Let's drop for him. Christian McCaffrey. He I'm was, very sorry about this. That's talk, all right. By the way. I didn't realize. It was, I picked mine last also, so <laughs> yeah. it's 100% my fault. 4th in red zone targets at the position. He Not had 13, that. which is pretty good when you consider, you know, the short field.
0: And it seemed like he didn't start getting them until later in the year too.
1: Uh, well, he caught 11 of them. So that's, that's pretty great. good as well. Even better, he was tied for second with Le'Veon Bell in receptions. Wow. In right. the in the He was so good last year. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. In the red zone. Good, good. I didn't, red zone I didn't, receptions. Yeah. I didn't spoil the, the major one. I thought okay. I went out of order. Right. Because even that, that just shocked me. Yeah. yeah. Even though Absolutely. I wrote it down with my own two hands, it shocked me that he was tied for red zone receptions with right. Le'Veon Bell. Tom's ambidextrous. That's once not again. Kidding. Once again, even better. He was the most targeted uh, running back in the 10 zone. Okay. Tied with Le'Veon Bell? Um, Gurley? No one. Ooh. Ooh. Standalone. Tricky. Christian McCaffrey was the most targeted running back in the red zone. You have a quarterback who scrambles. You have Christian McCaffrey who's a scrambling man himself. Oh, yeah. It's a match made in heaven. It didn't work out like Don mentioned. It started to come on later in the year. but
0: Especially in the playoff game. You
1: don't need to be Alshon Jeffrey in the red zone. No. We're seeing a huge rise of a bunch of receivers who are – Uber successful just by being technicians. Just by being themselves. Get at the
0: front of the goal line, catch it and just fall in And make kind a of move. Thing. Yeah. Make
1: a move. And Christian McCaffrey, he's totally capable of that. He's, totally, he's a scrambler. Yeah, he's totally capable of play action, pass to himself. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. Yeah. Not that he's throwing the pass, he fakes the play action, <laughs> then he receives the pass.
0: But he climbed my rankings too. Yeah, so I just <laughs> didn't <laughs> climb enough for me to well, he moved I, I moved him into my top ten.
1: I had him at fifteen, I put him to ten.
0: Okay. Yeah, All I have right. him at ten as well. Because
1: Shady actually fell for me.
0: Oh wow. How about there you that?
1: go. Scotty. We've made you wait long enough.
0: I'm moving someone from we who I had unranked to 35th. So it's a pretty big climb. Crowell. It's Ty Montgomery. <laughs> nope. And he was just completely off the radar at the beginning, and I'm starting to realize that was. I love it Don's just.
1: Like Crowell. <laughs> yeah. Like. Whatever. <laughs> there was no question mark at the end.
0: Yeah, Crowell. Crowell. Yeah, that's it. It yep. must be Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the chicken
1: uh, water boy predicting the score. <laughs> hey, no what <laughs> it's, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But oh, anyway, um, Vicky there's Valley just Valley no B6, one six. Andrew Luck, <laughs> Vicky Valley. Book. That's who it's going to be. <laughs> all right, Scotty. There's just no one proven ahead of him, and all he's d- done has proved that he could be a really good running back. Yeah, N- he'll never get the work that he first got, but it really shouldn't matter because Rogers kind of. It seems like you know. There's always that running back that he just has with him that he trusts, especially in those in those clutch moments. And to me, it just feels like it's going to be time out down the stretch of these games. When they're in the shotgun making these late runs down the field, it's going to be him in the backfield picking up quick blitzes, catching quick passes, and, and making moves for him because he's shown that he can do it. And the other guys, I mean, they're, they're unproven. Uh, Jones is out for the first two weeks. That's almost a kill shot for, for guys sometimes. I think that he'll come on and get carries, but I think the guy you're going to want in this backfield is time out. He all doesn't
1: right? have to be a three-down back to have value. Not at all. Not even close.
0: He could just be a third-down back and have a ton of value. He
1: could be as well because he was a wide receiver literally like two years ago. Just a wide receiver that you just so happen to be able to play at running back for sure. Like the dream situation. Like I have to bend the truth a little bit to paint Duke Johnson that way, right? But I don't have to at all for him. No, yeah. he wears number eighty-eight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, my second one is Lamar Miller. I moved him up from twenty-one to eighteen firmly in the fringe rb1 range guys he was running back eight when deshaun watson started if all goes according to plan deshaun watson plays 16 games that's what you have in lamar miller running back eight he's currently being drafted as a flex guy he's currently going in the sixth or seventh round he's a bench guy right now it's driving
1: me insane (laughs) it should be making you very very happy it makes
0: me so happy because i literally get him everywhere yeah then that's fine that's great that's great news It's great for us, too. I think he'll be very involved. If you want the running back that's involved in an offense like that, especially when there's no clear guy who's going to take any work from him at all. I'm still mad. (laughs) Scott. Shocker. (laughs) Rising running back number two. (laughs) My second riser is actually Mark Ingram. I had him down at, like, 25. I'm moving him up to 20, and I'm actually warming on him more and more. And there just comes a point where Mark Ingram pivots from I'm not judging him that early to an insane value and he's teetering on that brink right now and for that reason i think that if you have two running backs like if you're if you're drafting like i am and have been where i have two running backs before the fifth round comes around why wouldn't i pick mark ingram as my third running back yeah if you buy into the rut strategy of not going qb tight end early like mark ingram is the perfect guy for you to take in the sixth round because theoretically you've already drafted your two starting running backs your two starting wide receivers a guy that at wide receiver that you can start at your, as your flex or another running back, right? And now you can get Mark Ingram at a discount when he was top five running back in the league. He was in running fantasy yeah. last exactly. year, exactly. He was a top five running back last year, and if someone else finished as top five running back, for example, if if Le'Veon Bell was suspended for four games, would he drop to the fourth round?
1: No, no. Mark Ingram he would be a second, second round. He, if Mark Ingram played yeah. all
0: sixteen games this year, my thinking is he would be a second rounder because of the four game suspension. He's dropping. Too far.
1: It's that week six bye.
0: That still scares you?
1: I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's a point where well, I Week seven, Mark Ingram right. is coming out. Wrestling. And that
0: point is, is starting to get like more and more appealing to me. So in my rankings, I'm like, I'm not going to pick these guys, these, these Ronald Joneses and these other types ahead of him and when I know what I'm going to be able to get from Mark Ingram and the upside is just crazy. And, Tom, high. what you mentioned before, there's kind of like a dead zone. In the draft right now with receiver, like, you can survive that and get Ingram as a consolation prize. Where Ingram's going
1: is very much alive uh, for me. It's alive and uh, all that good stuff. But... Um, it goes to show you something that I've said a lot of times on this podcast is like, if you know the rules of your league, of course you should. Um, if a lot of people make the playoffs, go ahead and take risks. Go yeah. ahead and draft uh, Mark Ingram, draft Julian Edelman, maybe not both, but draft one or the other or something like that. If you feel you're already well-rounded and you can take that risk, maybe six of 10 teams make it, then yeah, you're probably yeah. going to make it. You you have better than a coin flip yeah. odds of right. making it to the playoffs. Yep. And if you listen to a fantasy football podcast right now, you're probably going to make the... The playoffs in that league, anyway. That's
0: what we're trying to help you with, at least. Yeah. All right, Tom, we've made you wait long enough since I stole one of your running backs. who is your first rising wide receiver?
1: I'm just glad you remembered and didn't ask me to do a running back because I don't (laughs) have another one left. Uh, My my first rising wide receiver, hmm, I have two. Uh, Of course, we all do. I'm going to go with Geronimo Allison. I'm going to start off with Gimo. Geronimo Allison. My plum pick receiver. Yeah, here's an interesting one here for you. So in 2016, Jordy and Adams are on the field, right? Yep. Bacab, Mississippi some games right so, so when Cobb missed um, he went out there and averaged 13.27 points in PPR formats he had one touchdown in those three games it's a small okay. small small sample size right but for a free wide receiver that's enough for me and the reason that I bring that up obviously is the addition by subtraction that has gone on in that offense yep. you lose Jordy Nelson and yep. granted Randall Cobb is there Um, He's also had surgery. He's confirmed that he's had surgery. He feels good right now, but he's not going to say, oh, yeah, I feel like shit. Uh, (laughs) I just had surgery.
0: It's going to take me a while to come back. (laughs) And you've
1: got Jimmy Graham, who's not without any health concerns as well. So Geronimo Allison is part lottery ticket part smart play it's yep. like uh it's like a lopsided lottery ticket like you had some insider like you tra- got
0: you had the first two numbers right yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. It before you got exactly it. <laughs> it's a little bit of
1: insider trading but it's not so much insider trading that you'd go to jail right for sure i like it
0: me too uh, i mean obviously I, I liked him from the beginning of the year because yeah he plays with rogers quite simply you know that's all you could have said and i would have been like great yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna go with Nelson Aguilar. He went from 35 up to 29. I love this dude. <laughs> I really do. Um, I think he's fringe wide receiver too. That he had some flashes of that last year. All those yards that Alshon Jeffrey didn't get, Nelson Aguilar got a lot of. Yes. And so I think if he can get his catch numbers, possibly his tutty numbers up this year, I think he a bona fide wide receiver He even scored nine two. touchdowns last year. Exactly. Too. And you know we had the highlight play of him against the Cardinals, which we loved. Yeah. And, you know, he's going in double digit rounds. Right. So he's a great value. That's why that's part of what's baked into my ranking of him is saying, hey, like, you can get this guy super late. So he might be, he might as well be one of your priorities when you're drafting in those double digit rounds because he's got a built in value and a built in role in that offense, whether it's Foles
1: or. Carson Wentz definitely Agreed. better with Wentz. Yeah. yeah,
0: he was definitely better with Wentz. I think that's might just argue because... that it was the whole Eagles offense that you was might a little bit argue better. Argue that Wentz. Wentz is better. Yeah, yeah, for kidding. sure. Just <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: Scotty, here you go.
0: I'm going with Brandon Cooks. I had him too low. I had him all the way down at 27. That contract. Uh... The contract, and then I just you know that really started to get my my gears going. I moved them all the way up to 16 um he's been a thousand yard receiver every year of his career obviously he's played with great quarterbacks but basically
1: the best quarterbacks you can ever ask. but i don't
0: think that his situation is like his situation might have he has a worse quarterback now but his situation might actually be a little better with with john mcveigh and the way that that offense kind of fluctuates and uses everyone in a very different way i think he'll be like a like a You know, a Swiss Army knife for them where he could be getting carries some weeks. He could be just running go routes some weeks, screens, doing a bunch of different stuff. And all that is good. Any opportunity is just awesome for Cooks. And then, you know, with the way that they paid him, I think that the opportunity is going to be more so for him than anyone else. And in that offense, I'm in. Absolutely. I like it a lot. He's going in like the fifth round right now. So if you can get him as your flex. That's good. It's awesome. Uh, That's a huge
1: upside pick. The fifth round, it works for me. Yeah,
0: Uh, Tom, your second rising wide receiver.
1: My second rising wide receiver is a chipper young fella (laughs) named Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. I'm anointing him. Oh,
0: speaking of uh, (laughs) training camp videos, did you guys see the the Steelers lined up the youth football leagues to give the teams high fives, and Juju came out and was doing the Fortnite dances with all of them?
1: I had not, but I am wearing a Griezmann jersey right now, so Fortnite dances galore. They
0: play well in this podcast. Yeah,
1: Juju and Griezmann should hang out. Did you see the video of Griezmann go, like, interrupt an interview, and he goes, I love Derrick Rose. Yeah. (laughs) I I looked at, they're like buddies or something? Yeah. Really? I had no clue. Yeah, that was Uh,
0: weird. I saw that,
1: too. I I had to see if it was a joke or something. Did you guys hear about Mbappe? Of course. 19 years old. Liberal media doesn't want you to know that. No, they don't. (laughs) Anyway. Young fellow over here as well, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm anointing him a wide receiver, too. Yes, absolutely. I'm putting him right snugly at 24. I moved him up. And, guys, his stat line says it all when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He had 917 yards. Yeah. and he only played 13 games. You give this guy the full exposure. He does everything that all the draft scouts said he couldn't. Yeah. And he loves to talk about it on Twitter. Yep. I mean, he's And contagious. he's got a great
0: mentor for that kind of uh, an emergence with Antonio Brown, yeah. who kind of had a similar beginning to his NFL. For time. sure. Of
1: course. Uh, they said he couldn't separate. He gets 97-yard touchdowns. Yeah. He is, and this is a, this is not so convoluted, but follow me here. All the Tyler Lockett truthers out there.
0: Yeah.
1: It's actually Juju.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He is a special teams guy. Yeah. He is a deep threat rocket and he's already doing it. Yep. Yeah. So it's like just join Team Juju right now and no one will blame you. you just hop on board. And he's I, Tyler
0: Lockett if Tyler Lockett didn't make you wait.
1: Yeah, and I was I was on Team Tyler Lockett in the past. What's great about I've Juju, just, too, I'm is that they're going to
0: move him apparently into the slot, and they're playing uh, James Washington, who they just drafted on the outside. Oh, 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 oh. So I think him in the slot could be absolute damage. Yeah,
1: James Washington definitely worth bringing up. I don't know if we've talked about him too much on this podcast. No. Intriguing like dynasty guy. And they do a great job drafting and then getting their receivers out there early. Obviously, right. Juju is a great indication of that. Um, he's just got that upside i i love it i think as a wide receiver too i i don't have trouble vision envisioning him finishing there and uh he's much more fun to have on your team than like devin funches yeah Yeah, no doubt i'm gonna have a much better time yeah rooting for rooting for juju than funches yeah no offense to funches not at all
0: uh my second wide receiver is gonna be chris hogan Going from twenty nine up to twenty three, so I actually have him. I moved him just above Juju Smith Schuster in this. You ass. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> right around the same range, though. Uh, so if he took Juju over Chris Hogan, I'm not gonna you know throw a fit over it. I can throw a fit over a bunch of different things. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I like Chris Hogan a lot. You know the the four weeks without Julian Edelman are going to be huge for him. He really came out and played really well in the playoffs for the Patriots. They don't typically forget that that's how James White stayed, stayed um Relative. stayed around for so long yep. uh, so i think I think Chris Hogan's in for an even bigger year now that he's even more comfortable with touchdown Tom Brady and I just think that he is really the wide receiver that I would want from the Patriots this year, yeah. And he's super affordable. We which don't is have awesome to. Yeah, we too. don't have
1: to make it Juju versus him. Yeah, no. Donald's no, like all. looking at me as he said all that. I'm like, dude. Tom <laughs> wants both of them. <laughs> what do you got to say about that, Tom?
0: <laughs> uh, my next one's Jamison Crowder. Um, I just feel like close to the line of scrimmage, he's just going to be awesome for Alex Smith. And yeah. Alex Smith loves throwing in to guys who are you know wide open. You know, he's not really like a like a force it in type of thrower. And
1: If you just started watching football last year, you may not know that. Right. (laughs) But
0: he threw to a lot of people who are wide open deep. Oh, yeah. He threw deep, but it was to a lot of people who were open. And
1: I'm not going against you. Right. Right.
0: He's not the kind of guy who wants to force it in, he wants to make the easy read and the kind of the easy throw. And the receiver that led. Uh, yards for, per separation, you know, per routes run for or, uh, for the Redskins was Crowder by far. It wasn't even close. So yeah. I think that he's just going to be really good for them. He's caught at least like 60 passes for 600 yards and four touchdowns every year of his career. Technician. Yeah, he's, he's just like an awesome pick late in drafts that's going to have red zone targets. He's going to have, you know, chain moving targets and he's just going to be awesome.
1: It's the technician era. Yeah,
0: yeah. it is. Um, I think... Our Bold prediction episodes next week. I think this is the here's one. I think this is the best wide receiver core <laughs> that Alex Smith has ever played with. With mm, maybe with uh, Richardson and Crowder and Dox um, Doxson. I, I, th- I think they're going to do some Jordan damage. Reed. Jordan, yeah, Jordan Reed. It, maybe hopefully. Is potentially for a, for a week. <laughs> uh, Scott, can I convince you to start us for tight end? Sure. All right, Absolutely let's do it because because it's a guy who we love talking about and we can talk about all day. It's George Kittle. Oh yes. He led his team in red zone targets. Just Thank want to say that, stat, that again. Tom. Just want to drop that again. And he just has you know that that size speed combination that you see in these in these awesome tight ends. These Travis Kelseys, these Zach Ertz type guys who are. Big and shifty still and could still make the big catches. I think Jimmy G is gonna love him. He's gonna need him to move the chains and need that bigger body target to force it to and create mismatches with. So I'm I, I had him at fourteen and I think that was too low. I think he's no doubt T E one. So I had him at ten.
1: Let's go. I love it. Tom. I moved him up as well. Yeah. Tom. My uh Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tom, Tom, go. Tom, Tom, please. Uh, are we going long here or something? We run yes. out of time? All right. <laughs> Very. Longest of the, the season, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Lordy Lord. Anyway, I'm going to speak up on Jared Cook's behalf. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh Crabman exits the offense. Crabtree, we call him Crabman around here. Yep. He exits the offense, opens up a lot of red zone opportunity, and really that's all Jared Cook was missing. Uh, he plays in week three and four, so let's we can start the schedule out now. We'll right. go Vance McDonald slash Austin Severian Jenkins. Week ben Watts one, in week ben two. Ben Watts in week two. Jared Cook three and four because he gets the Browns <laughs> and then the Dolphins. Awesome. Actually oh Dolphins, boy. then the Browns. Um, not only this, but he played all sixteen games and he finished seventh in receiving yards among the position. Not bad. Not bad. So all he needs is that red zone Did he score last year? He did not score very much, Don. Okay. He scored, I think, two or three touchdowns, but that's going to go up in the absence of...
0: John Gruden weirdly loves
1: him. I mean, there's a lot of hot and cold on this guy. Not everyone really loves him or hates... Actually, not everyone feels you know lukewarm about him. People really either love him. I'm kind of
0: lukewarm on him. I'll be brave.
1: Well, we're lukewarm because we're not like... We're, we, we're we looking warm on pretty much everybody. That's the best way to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, it's it's reconciliation time. My biggest rising tight end is Greg Olsen. Wow. You're trying to get back together. I broke up so, with him two weeks so ago, lame. and I am you begging him to it. come back. Yeah. Uh, I moved him up from eight to five. I'm still not going to take him anywhere, but like, <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, I'd rather have Olsen than Evan Engram. I'd rather have Olsen than uh, Kyle Rudolph, that's and I'd rather have Olsen than Delaney you? Walker, who... Are the three guys that I had that I'm moving Greg Olsen above. Yeah, so, so that's that's all it is. I right. still don't think he's going to be super great this year, but I did disrespect him in my rankings. And
1: then you disrespect you broke up with him publicly. Yeah, then you broke his respectfully heart respectfully though. But now you came crawling back, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they always do, Tom. I'm sending the <laughs> I'm sending the you up text for sure
0: uh, during this draft season. And he's going to leave Olson. you
1: on red. Oh yeah, good.
0: I deserve it. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for our rankings update, gentlemen. Uh, we got a couple of weeks of preseason, so, you know, bubble wrap. Everyone all stay of, healthy, yeah. Bubble wrap every <laughs> starter and don't, and like leave them in like an arcade where they can't get hurt and just have them like have fun and play video games until. A week no dance, starts. dance revolution in the arcade. You get hurt doing that. <laughs> no, yeah. No Guitar Hero either. I threw my back out playing Carval Guitar Hero. Carpal Tunnels could definitely come about too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know, best of luck to all our. All of you, uh, let us know who your rankings, uh, who, who you've moved up and down in your rankings. Because uh, it's always interesting to hear from our listeners on Twitter. Uh, we get we we're, it's kind of ramping up where we're getting back to like. You know, having a few different people reach out to us every single week, every single uh, which day, is always yep. Yeah, every day, pretty much. Uh, so make sure you're following us on Twitter at RutsFF. Tom is at Hillierff. Scott's at Wagsff. I am at Why So Serious. We will be back next week. I kind of spoiled it. Uh, with the it's the Bold Predictions episode, which we have a ton of fun with every year, and uh, we kind of already know some of them. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be a contentious one. It's gonna be a hot take filled episode. Uh, so you're gonna want to be back for that. Check us out on Instagram at RutsFF as well. Uh, we've always got some fun stuff going on there. We will see you next week. And until next time, keep scoring.